0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. The inability to close, the inability to finish continues to plague this Auburn basketball season. This is happening in
0: Auburn, Alabama. A, we're a football school, but we're also an everything school.
1: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This may be a hard one. We'll see. Zach Blackerby, Daryl Dafferich. We want to welcome you into the Henry Service Company post-game show where Auburn loses to Alabama 90 to 85. And Daryl, what was a, a lot closer game than I was expecting it to be? But man, the 17-point the lead and then just watching it slowly, slowly slip away, um, it's brutal. It's a brutal way to lose a game.
0: It is. I mean, I, I was pleasantly surprised with the sure. way Auburn played for the first 30 minutes of that basketball game, first, 20, first half, and then the first 10 minutes. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, being up 17, I was very excited about that. I felt very good about where Auburn was but i didn't think they were going to extend that lead i mean i never felt comfortable even with the 17 point lead because alabama can just score in droves and so right. i felt like auburn was going to have to hang on i felt like building a 17 point lead should have been should have been enough to hold on i didn't think they were going to run away and hide um again because of of the way alabama plays offensively i knew they had a run in them Mm -hmm. uh, sooner or later. And, you know, that's happened the last three games that Alabama's played South Carolina, Arkansas, and now Auburn. So, you know, focusing on Auburn again, it's the narrative that we've had all year. You can't, you know, I mean, giving up a 17 point lead isn't just a failure to close. It's blowing a pretty big lead. This isn't like the other leads where it was eight points, nine points, whatever, 17 on the road. Um, you shoot it about as good as you can shoot it from three-point land. You out-rebound Alabama. But to me, two two storylines, um, turnovers. You cannot go on the road and commit 18 turnovers against the number one team in the country or the number one overall seed. Right. And you also have to do a little bit better when you get an opportunity for freebies at the free throw line, right? I think you left probably – I mean, they shot 63%. You make four or five more. Could be a different game. So – Mm-hmm. Great effort, great effort, but you know this isn't a participant. This isn't upwards. Just tired you of saying that. I'm tired you of saying don't get
1: good effort. Yeah, the you, guys you, fought all that. Like I, I just, it, it's getting old. It's getting old. Saying. You don't get
0: a star, a blue star for effort like an upwards basketball. You got to finish, and um, this one stings because you went on the road and did everything you needed to do uh, to beat the number two team in the country, and you just mm-hmm. couldn't finish, and that 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 stings. There's no doubt. Now, how do you respond to that? Uh, it'll be interesting because I also think that Auburn was shorthanded going into overtime with some players fouling out, and you cannot uh, match Alabama's depth and have some of your best scorers fouling out in overtime and, and hope to, to score enough to win.
1: Yep. Yep. A lot of people in the live chat blaming Bruce and Wendell for letting putting the game in Wendell's hands. My question to that is, well, the rest of your offense, Jani Broom and... Alan Flanagan and Jalen Williams all fouled out. So I don't know what else you really wanted. I mean, KD had some shots late as well. So I, I, I got I love Leor, but like, I don't know if I want Leor like shooting the game-winning shots. So uh, if you're blaming Wendell, which I'm cool with, seriously, I'm cool with. But who who would you rather put put it in the hands of than than Wendell? Uh, I'd like to to know that. Cause really like, let's just be honest. Like if KD makes any sort of free throws down the stretch, I think we're having a very different conversation here.
0: Yeah. you're talking about a guy that had 21 points. So, I mean, you know, and really played his rear end off KD, but he's got to hit free throws. He's got to hit free throws. He hit some big threes, but how about hitting them from about five feet closer? And, and, you know, that comes down to making okay. All game Auburn played really well until they got to that last stretch but when you don't get the crucial rebound. You can out-rebound somebody by eight, but when you don't get that crucial rebound, or you can have a better shooting percentage from three-point land, but when you hit that three. See, all that matters when you make plays, and Alabama hit their free throws, except for the Jaden Bradley split in the last two uh, the whole time. And so I just, look, it is is frustrating. The Wendell Green situation, here's my concern and my criticism about, Auburn in drawing up plays. Auburn does really, really well out of timeouts, but for some reason that doesn't translate to end of halves and end of games. So I, I don't get that. That is just absolutely perplexing to me. How you can do so well the whole game out of timeouts mm-hmm. and score every time, but when the game's on the line or the halves on the line, they just don't. And so I, you know, that that's got to get corrected. They've got to do something better uh on possessions to end the game okay so
1: so yeah so folks are talking about the end of regulation that seems like 45 million years ago um yeah and i we were watching that live together daryl and i said what did i say i said oh this is one of those possessions where jalen or where wendell's not going to pass the basketball so uh, if you wanted to give it to jalen there like i'm cool with it um but that's just not this is not like what's going to happen when you have Wendell Green as your point guard, is not.
0: No, and, and I think, too, somebody in the comments made a great point that when you go to overtime and you're tied at the end of the game, you you gave up a, a 17-0 run cannot happen. 17-0, I mean, I get an 8-0 run, a 10-0 run. 17-0 run is ungodly, unheard of, and inexcusable in college basketball. So even if you suck at the highest level and make it a 17-4 run, you win the basketball game. I mean, that that's the frustration. You can't go that cold for that long and hope to win a basketball game. 17-0 is inexcusable and pathetic, and something has to happen to stem that. I mean, again, 7 if we were talking about a 17-4 run, that would sound significant, but those four points would have enabled you to win the game. So um, I don't know if they went into a shell, if they started playing tight. I know their offensive possessions got really, really...
1: Well, they uh, can't poor. close. I mean, that, that's been pretty clear. Like, we know this team can't close.
0: But you and shouldn't I, close. You should have to close with nine minutes left in the game. I think that's the concern. With 10 minutes to go, you give up a 17-0 run.
1: That's really not closing. That's still a lot of basketball left. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, the amount of people dissing Bruce Pearl and all this is fascinating to me. I thought that was his best coach game of the year. I mean, when you just look at, you know, you're on the road. And you're playing what I've said is the best basketball team in the country since like week three of the season. And you are like outmatched at pretty much every position. And that's kind of where you got to towards the end of the game. Like, I I, I don't think this one's on Bruce, guys. I think that's a stretch. I think you're pushing some kind of bigger, larger agenda if, if you think that was on Bruce Pearl. I think that
0: he did everything that he could do tonight with what was given to him, and the and I mean I know that the flex offense and the sets they were getting and the, the the scoring they were getting down low. I mean he came out and had a game plan to enable them to get a seventeen point lead. I mean I don't know what what you can do from a coaching standpoint when it all starts coming unraveled, um, and Alabama starts hitting everything in sight. You can change defenses, you can switch, you can get to the corners quicker, you could zone. He tried different lineup combinations. At some point, you can't go out and dribble the basketball and make that... I mean, did Bruce Pearl cause 17 turnovers? No. I mean, you can draw up a perfect game plan and a perfect offensive set, and when you throw it three rows up or or have an offensive foul, Mm. what what are you going to do? That's not his fault. I mean, he can't make plays for guys. He put them in position to succeed. They met... Again... Uh, let me ask you this. I think strategy and coaching Zach enables you to get to the free throw line a lot with the, with, with the, you know, successful offensive sets. Once you get to the free throw line, it's out of the coach's hands. He can't make free throws. He didn't cause Katie Johnson to mix, miss six free throws at crucial points. That's not coaching. Yep.
1: People ask him, what's he supposed to do? Got to get better players. The the issues on this roster cannot be fixed at this point of the season. They can't. They can't. And, Daryl, we've known that. Like We've known that really since the thick of conference play. And it's just you got to hope that they adjust, right? Like you're going to lose some guys through graduation and eligibility. You're going to lose some guys through the portal or maybe they want to go to try to be pro or go overseas or whatever that may be. And you're going to have to process people. And you're going to have to change the construction of this roster. You're going to have to, if you want to win. And I think just, to, just what we've both heard, I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen. But as far as like what could have been done this game, like I don't think Auburn had any business being up 17.
0: No, I, that in itself with this roster construction is a miracle. And itself. I think when we look back objectively and unemotionally, At the end of the year if auburn wins saturday which they have every chance to do with the way they played tonight on the road against a team that's number two in the country tennessee coming in without ziegler um, at home with everything on the line auburn wins that game goes 20 and 11 10 and 8 in the sec goes and wins a game in the sec sec tournament which i don't think they have to do to get to the ncaa tournament but and gets in the tournament we'll look back on this year and go Dang, that's he got pretty much everything he could get out of this roster. Now, coaching is not just coaching on the court, it's also constructing a roster. So that's part that's partly on him. When you sure. look back and say what kind of coaching job he did this year, he put himself in that position with this roster management.
1: But he also but built what he, the program off of loyalty. And so I'm not gonna ask Bruce Pearl to suddenly like not be who he is. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade him for the
0: guy across the court. Tonight, I don't give a crap who's number two in the country in light of everything that's happened. Our program's in very good hands right now. I would
1: I would be embarrassed to be an Alabama basketball fan right now.
0: Yeah, our, our program's With- in good hands, and it's it's it, he, he knows. Don't think he's not frustrated. He is peed right now. And so he knows what he has to do to get the roster turned around next year, and he will do it. And they'll come back guns ablazing. But this year's not over yet. There's still some things to play for. There's still some things from a, you know, get the utmost out of this year. And, you know, people saying they got to win Saturday and win a game. Absolutely not. In the SEC tournament, absolutely not. They win Saturday. They're a lock. They may be in anyway. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm not for moral victories. I'm not for participation trophies. But Auburn may have done just enough tonight in a quad one loss on the road against the number two team in the country, who's number two net, to move them up a couple spots in net. I don't know how the formula works, but I've known, I've seen them lose games in the past and teams lose games and move up in the net. So if you're going to move up in the net, it would make sense you move up into an overtime loss by five to the number two team of the country, but we'll see. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that. This loss stings because you did everything you needed to do For 30 minutes, and then you absolutely failed miserably by going so cold. That 17-0 run was part Alabama making shots that they weren't making in the first half, and then part
1: Auburn going ice cold. Yep. Tony says, this one hurts more than Kentucky for real. Yeah, it should. It should. This stinks. This is awful. I had to quit drinking my Buffalo Trace because I do not want to say anything I'd regret because I this one was gonna sting and i mean and that's kind of the thing that stinks about all of this is like you know that we can't even enjoy like a 17 point lead because we knew that this was like a real real uh chance of happening i was texting you i was having like i still don't think we're gonna win like I, i still don't feel good about this and that's that's exactly what happened but there were bright spots um, as far as like performance. And I don't know how much we're supposed to like talk about that right now. But I mean, you look at Jalen, he had 15, Jani had 10, Allen had 17. Those three guys fouled out. And then Katie Johnson had his best performance of the year with or 21 points. But like, we're, we're not going to remember it. We're going to remember the fact that he couldn't make free throws down the stretch. Like it stinks. There's nothing about this that was fun.
0: No, and, and and it's it you know, when it's fun for, you know, a little over a half of the game or three quarters of the game, it, it makes it even more difficult when it starts to slip away like that. And you know, I think I think a big part of this basketball game, Zach, was when Alabama cut it to eight, Broom picks up his fifth foul, uh, on a very, very curious call by the official. I mean, he gets dosy doed and spun around like he's square dancing, gets thrown to the floor quinterly throws the ball off of him trying to i guess throw it off of him out of bounds could have been called a technical if they went and reviewed it if they looked at intent but that foul shouldn't have went on broom they're shooting free throws to cut it to six and one of your best players is done for the night i think that was a really really big um turning point even if they you know ejected griffin and and, and betty uh i think it hurt i think it that that to me there was a, that was a, a, a nexus in the game where you could say, okay, what's all we're going to do from here? Yeah, and that's when Alabama went on
1: another on a run and took the lead. It's tough. It's tough. You know what else is tough? Coming home and your electric, your electricity doesn't work, your plumbing doesn't work, your HVAC doesn't work, and you're like, I've got to call a million people to fix all these things. But are you don't. You can just call one person. You can call one person, they fix all your problems. You sad about this game? They could probably fix that too. Check out our friends at Henry Service Company; they are the best in the biz. Daryl, you trust these guys with with everything. You 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 use these guys you have for years, and uh, you'll continue to do so moving forward for a long time.
0: Yeah, I may call them out to my office tomorrow just to kind of soothe my soul, just to chit chat, mm-hmm.
1: and you know what I'm saying. Have a little, uh, I don't know, fellowship because this one stings. Uh, that's right. That's right. But they do plumbing, electrical. War Eagle, Wyoming saying, call Henry's. Be like War Eagle, Wyoming. Call Henry's. Call them, 334 288 2700. Alabama license number 00021. Um, Harrison saying, "Henry service company is elite, like Joe Flacco. Some people will disagree. I think playoff Joe Flacco is very, very special. A um, lot of people blaming the refs. A lot of people mm-hmm. blaming the refs. And I just. With the exception of, like, the, the team storming the court. And we'll talk about that in a second. But, like, outside of that, I really didn't, like, it was bad. But I don't think it was really that uneven, Daryl. Like, there were several times where Bama would be called, and I'd be like, oh, all right, interesting, cool, whatever. And then, you know, Auburn would be at the free throw line, and then would miss free throws, right? It's certainly what it felt like. So, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it was good, and I'm not saying it was consistent, but i do think it was closer to even than people are acting like it is now yeah the, the, I, yeah, go, yeah ahead. go ahead go ahead no, i go was going to
0: say i think i think too i think but it looks like at certain points of a basketball game is where maybe people start to question you know what when it when something's called i mean i, I get it the, the the free throws were very similar um again the the no call i, I mean jenai broom getting called for his fifth foul Katie johnson not getting uh, not getting, you know, they didn't whistle the foul on him when he was going to the, the the basket a couple times and trying to draw the foul. They let that go. I don't know. I just, I, you know, again, you look at the, the total fouls. Auburn got whistled for 28. Alabama got whistled for 19. You know, it is what it is.
1: Yep. Make free throws. Don't do stupid turnovers. Like, that you can control. You can control yes. that. You can't control the officiating. Now, the... You know, Alabama having two guys and an assistant coach ejected. And, and we can talk big picture about, like, just the state of that Alabama program and how, like, Nate Oates has no control whatsoever. We can talk about that. But first, let's talk about the fact. Like, I don't understand, and they never explained it. And I, I'm curious if the refs explained it to anyone because they brought Bruce Pearl and, and Nate Oates in to talk about it. But I don't get, like there were like six or seven teammates that all ran out at the same time. Why were two gone? I, and I'm not, so, like, I just want to know the rule. Like, why, why those two? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then when they showed the replay again, like, there wasn't an assistant coach out there. Why did the assistant coach get ejected? It it was a really weird thing to me. And why did it take so long? Like, why, why didn't... Isn't that just um, okay? These guys are out there before they were supposed to be. That's the the rule: is you're ejected. Like why? That that did not make sense to me, Daryl. And I hope the SEC gives clarification on that.
0: Well, I had your answer to your question, and everybody in the chat is confirming that it's because those two dudes and the the uh, assistant coach in the black shirt crossed half court. I you see. can come you can come off your the bench and stay on your side. Once you cross half court, which is the kind of the demarcation line, it becomes like an act of aggression, and then you get ejected. Now, with that, though, and this is where I need some clarity on the rules, I don't understand why none of that is a technical foul. Mm. I I don't get that. I mean, I I think that if you cross mid-court and you get ejected, I think that should be a T. That should be a technical foul. So. I don't know why they didn't shoot free throws. When when I when I saw someone go to the free throw line, I thought it was going to be Auburn, and it ended up being you know Alabama to cut the lead to six. So, I, I really would want to get more clarification on that. Somebody who knows more officiating than I do, but that I think when you get ejected with that, should come some sort of punishment from a uh, in game penalty type thing.
1: I don't know. It stinks. Not decide the game one way or the other. I just
0: no. I just, just think from, yeah, it, it, it didn't. Auburn had a chance right then to respond the right way. No, it, and it went to the other way. The flow, and it went the other way. That that's yeah. that's what bothers me now. You know, if they if they're shooting four free throws there, who knows? With the way they were shooting free throws tonight, they may have made one. So totally, uh, the, free throws are not are not automatic points as we learned today. Because if they would have been, and Auburn would have just hit seventy percent you know, they win the game
1: in regulation. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Questions, comments, concerns. Um, we will, we'll put some of the comments from the live chats. A lot of these, I can't put up guys, which isn't <laughs> unexpected. Um, James wants to talk about this Alabama program. What do you think James means by that, Daryl?
0: I don't know. I think I'm with you. I think there's a locked on Alabama for that. And, I get it, Alabama played us tonight In, inside the scope and the, and, the, and the structure of the game, you know, e- easy to talk about, whatever they do off the court and how their players conduct themselves and their head coach conducts themselves. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating to watch. I get it. I guess I, I would say this, I would be a little more humble and not so much of a trash talker if some of the things happened to me happened to 24, but you know that's not me. He's a kid not a kid but I mean he's he, you know he's 20 years old he's not a grown-up adult yet so I don't know I, I'm not personally for it it, it you know it, it's it is what it is from a standpoint of them and how they conduct their program
1: that's right John says if Auburn plays as well as they did tonight the rest of the season they will be all right I agree with that if you play like that uh, on Saturday at home you beat Tennessee and then uh you, you probably win a game or two in the tournament in the SEC tournament. And then you're you're uh, you get to keep playing. So I
0: you have a good that. shot. You have a good shot. That's a good point by John Kemp. as we know we call him Airport John. Um, oh, if, that's Airport John. You, that is Airport John. He sure is oh, hey, checking Airport your John. bags at the Montgomery Regional. If you win the game against Tennessee, that's a quad one win. You get to the SEC tournament. I think you have some momentum there. And now you're on a neutral floor, right? You play a team the first round. You should beat. You play a team in the second round that you might be evenly matched with. That's the way the tournament bracket works. On a neutral floor, who knows? Win a couple in the SEC tournament. It's not. Did anybody, did anybody before this podcast tonight expect Auburn to play the way they did tonight? No. I had people telling me that call into radio shows saying, Daryl, are you even going to watch? Are you and Zach even going to do a live podcast because it, it could get ugly? These are Auburn fans saying that. So yeah. nobody expected Auburn to play lights out and get a 17 point lead with 10 minutes to go tonight. The, that's the way basketball is. Anything could happen. So, yeah, I mean they could. Now, now the frustrating part is this could have completely flipped the trajectory of this season. You come out of here with a win tonight too.
1: So that's right. AU for life says are Treor and Wester on the roster next year? Zach, uh, I would say you probably keep one, you lose one. That is my guess. You may lose both I of them. I, I don't think I, you I, keep both of them.
0: I don't mean this ugly at all. I'm just I'm curious as to what the infatuation has been like the last ten games with two guys that haven't sniffed a minute of playing time. And it and had no
1: impact. They're different. And situations. have no impact.
0: Yeah, they've had no impact on this basketball West. team. So who cares about them? I mean, I, I'm just I'm sorry. I next year I'll think about them. Right now they're a non factor.
1: Westry is recovering from a knee procedure. Treyor, I, I don't think – I think the coaching staff was surprised when Traor um, performed the way that he did so far this year. Clay says, make your free throws and we win. That is correct. That is true. Sadly, that did not happen. And value possessions a
0: little bit more. Remember, turnovers lead to possessions for the other team. The more possessions mm. you get, typically the, the more basketball games you win because you – you get the ball more, you score more, and that's what happens when you keep score. So Hey,
1: can, can folks you know, in the live chat y- y'all are talking about the Bruce Pearls post game. If y'all could share that, I'd really appreciate it. Because uh, apparently it was dramatic. I don't know I don't know any details, but people keep talking about it. So if somebody could add some context to that, I'd I'd, I'd appreciate it. Um Traor never got a fair shot. How do you know that? How do you, surely they wanted to give the five-star a chance. Like that doesn't even make sense. Like I get we're upset, but I promise they gave the five-star an opportunity. I promise. I think that's that, so that, silly.
0: Look, here's the thing. People don't understand how surprised this coaching staff is with the lack of impact and readiness that Trahor has had for this season. They're shocked at at his, his, overall basketball ability and readiness to contribute.
1: Let's just put it at that. Yeah. that's uh, <laughs> just funny. They're talking about an all crepes diet. And then my mom says that she loves crepes, which how could you not?
0: I haven't had crepes in a long time. I, it's been a long, long time since I've had crepes. crepes. I took
1: French at Auburn. I took two year I took a, I took two classes of French to graduate Mm-hmm. And at the end of each semester, we had a crepes party. So, That's pretty awesome. Uh, Some, your
0: work. mom your mom will get this reference. Crepes is like fondue. It's one of those things that people used to eat like 20, 30 years ago and just stopped. You'll never know the the, the joy of
1: fondue. Joey says Donaldson is a star in the making. If He played like he did. There's like an eight-minute run of Trey Donaldson where he got, got all of his stats. And it, it was awesome it was part yeah, of that, Auburn's 17 point lead. And that's the problem. It was 8 minutes and then it went away. You see what I'm saying? Give me
0: those 8 minutes. Even if you disappear for a while, come back at some point and give me more later and the, and he didn't. But he did play I I give him credit. It was probably the better one of his better games of the season and he really did a good job of of getting some extension of our lead in key moments of the game in the first half. But I want to see that in nut crunching time in the second half
1: yeah I want to see a lot in the second half sadly yep want to see a lot uh did Trey even shoot after that uh I don't know no, if, like no. he didn't shoot often he had seven um, points and it, all
0: those seven points were in three minutes
1: <laughs> he learned that from Jalen Williams yes <laughs> like, score eight points real quick and then like okay I'm done I just don't get it Okay, so it. we're getting
0: a little bit of clarification on the Bruce Pearl press conference. Um, if you'll see that um, for the for those listening, uh, if you'll pull oh, up Joseph? John's, oh, well John, John Mark, yeah, uh, John Mark's uh, comment where he said Bruce was mad because he felt like
1: the play that Car- uh, Cardwell was injured was a foul. Interesting. I didn't. That didn't look dirty or anything to me. It looks like two guys just ran into each other. I mean, there, there are a lot more things you could point to, I think, than, than that specific one. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then Joseph says, Bruce Pearl on Gen- – Oh, it looks like he copied a tweet here. So whoever's tweet, tweeted this, thank you. Bruce said, he's our starting center, and he probably shoots the fewest number of free throws of any team in our league, and he's in foul trouble pretty much every game. Oh, Fur Fur tweeted that up.
0: He's starting to – Bruce Pearl has kept his mouth shut about certain things during the season. And I think he senses the urgency now and is basically fed up and frustrated and is like, enough's enough, right? I mean, it's wearing on him. And so where he's probably felt this way throughout the whole year, it's his job as a coach to express this, to start standing up for his players. Other coaches do it. Other coaches do it through press conferences, Mm -hmm. have their subtle messages. It's time to do it because I know he lost his mind early in the game when there was a lack of foul calls but auburn got you know right away you look up and it's five fouls to one and he was going ballistic yeah. at the officials um so i you know stick up for your dudes that's a good thing and start you know he's he's laying the groundwork he's planting a seed is what he's doing for saturday because we know big boy for tennessee
1: Plavich or whatever his name is he'll he'll hack
0: you
1: you gotta be ready yeah Twenty nine to twenty. That's not great. And they were fouled at the end, so I mean that that certainly adds to it. But sure, absolutely. Um, Nick, I guess we'll call you Nick. Says I thought the look at the end of regulation was as good as you could have asked for. Just got to make it. Yeah, hit the backside of the rim from Wendell. Um, he probably makes that what six times out of ten. Like I don't know.
0: I would like to see us, we don't, I haven't seen us attack the basket at the end of regulation like that. We usually settle for a perimeter shot. I wonder what would happen if we just got aggressive and went right at the rim and forced the official, either make the layup or force the official to call the foul if they foul you. I know some officials swallow their whistles late. I don't think they would have called it, Daryl. We don't, yeah, I mean, I guess we never know unless we try. We haven't tried to shoot a three-footer. At the end of regulation, it's always 25 footers. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm just saying try something, you know, draw up a play with a backdoor screen or a backdoor cut off
1: ball screen, something like that, and try to go downhill, drive downhill, see what happens. Ooh, here's some nice perspective. Will says, y'all have said it multiple times. Auburn won the SEC last year. B-ball will be fine. It's nice to be upset about a possible 20-win season
0: amen that's a, that, that, that's a lot
1: that's a really solid perspective will it
0: is it is we we feel like it's been a down year and there's a lot to complain about and unsatisfied and it could be a 20 win season and a, you know a spot in the ncaa tournament i mean I, I i i like where your program's at if you consider that a disappointment yeah. and we do will, and we should
1: can everybody give will them some love in the live chat yeah. please? Say good job, Will. Will M. Will Jay I am. Bird said, "Amen, Will M." Will I am? I'm gonna say it real fast, like "Will I am?" How about that? Will I am? Yeah. Um, favorite Black Eyed
0: Peas song. Tonight's gonna be a good night.
1: Yeah. Because
0: really that was the theme the for really the t- 2010 Auburn national champions. They showed that all the time up on the big screen with
1: Cam highlights. I love it. That was a fun year. That was a fun year. Um, Christie says. I thought that Auburn played a great game. At the end, we will beat Tennessee. I agree. The way, the way they played last night, because last, last time we did a show, Daryl, and I've said it a few times on the radio this week, I'm like, I don't think Auburn wins again. And now, I don't know how I, not, I don't pick Auburn, especially with the news that Tennessee's dealing with that big loss. But just to be devil's advocate, I, I think so too. I, I'm now picking Auburn to beat Tennessee. But devil's advocate here, Daryl, as we look ahead to Tennessee now. You could, you could respond to this poorly. I mean, you're so emotionally up for this close opportunity to beat your rival, best team in college basketball at their house, and you fall just short. I mean, we've seen teams respond poorly to that. I think
0: this team, because of how they're coached, regardless of all their flaws and all their warts, responding is not an issue that I'm concerned about, and I'll tell you why. They got their manhood and their soul taken from them last Saturday against Kentucky. I mean, Mm. they did. They, They stomped. On Auburn's head with a boot and took their pride with the way they ran it up and and put it in their face and Auburn responds like this on the road now some could say that's because you're playing your rival and of course you're going to get up for that well Tennessee at home with an NCAA tournament berth on the line after they beat you on a questionable call you're not playing Ole Miss or I mean you're 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 going to be up for this game it should be lit Saturday and again, Auburn has everything to play for and I think they get it done. I think that BPI predictor that we've seen that had Auburn going 2 and 3 in these last 5 didn't have Auburn getting overtime against Alabama. I can assure you that. But mm-hmm. still, I think I think that that comes to fruition Saturday and I think you see Auburn win and I think you see Auburn win you know in fairly impressive fashion.
1: I'm not saying a blowout, I'm saying looking good winning okay. the basketball game. All right. Lorega Wyoming says, if we lose to Tennessee and lose the first game of the SEC tournament, are we still in the NCAA tournament? The the most of the bracketologists would say yes. I don't know, like if I fully feel like that is deserved. I don't know, but that's what a lot of people are saying. But I also don't know, like if net's so important and like one game can impact it so much. The first game of the SEC tournament is probably going to be like a quad three situation, and like that's not going to help you. So I don't know. You if want, why. you want to have it. Yeah. You want to have that wrapped
0: up. It can only hurt you. So you want to have that bid yeah. wrapped up before the SEC tournament. I will say this. I've watched some, some different specials the last couple of days with people getting interviewed. And there were two different NCA selection committee members that said net and Ken Palm and all that weighs so much more heavily than the eyeball right. test does. And so it, it used to be that no, games that you won in November and December didn't mean as much. They do now. They, mm-hmm. they do mean they do mean as much. I know it used to be how you finished and all that. It, you, it matters. You win a game in November. You win a game in December. You start 8-0, whatever. I mean, all that matters because it looks at the total body of work and the net does and the Ken Palm and all that. So we'll mm-hmm. see. It's going to be interesting to see what the net looks like tomorrow morning. I think – Look, let me put it to you this way. For those wondering if Auburn has to beat Tennessee, it's very simple. When you pull, when you pull up your computer tomorrow morning, Auburn sits currently at 37 in net. If they don't move at all, or they move up a couple spots, I think you're in. Because 37 is enough to have them as the last four buys when not having to play a playing in. Now keep in mind, too, Lenardi's not. You know the the Dalai Lama when it comes to bracketology, he's got a bracketology, but his doesn't mirror the NCA selection committees. Go back and look it's at his. Pretty, top... pretty.
1: It's pretty close though. It
0: wasn't the top six. Well, go back and look at the sixteen reveal, and it, it he missed on like eight or nine of the sixteen as far as where he had them in position because he had Alabama as a overall number one, I think, or whatever. He had some seed lines messed up. Messed up with the top sixteen. So he may he may get the field right, but seeding and that kind of stuff, he's not the NCA tournament selection committee. It's it, he he may be close, but he's not emphatically yeah. we look at that sometimes and go, oh, Almer's mm-hmm. the last four in on his or the last four buys. They we don't we don't know if if people because I've seen some other bracket. Look, you go to bracketologist.com and they take a poll or a sample of 30 different bracketologies. And as of this morning, a combination thereof before this game, Auburn averaged a 9.5 seed line. Milnardi has them as an 11.
1: So you split the difference, and I think they're a solid 10 after this game, but we'll see. All right. Christie says, I was the one who picked them to go two and three a few weeks ago and y'all questioned me. Uh, Christie, you may nail it. You may nail it if they went on Saturday. And I hope you do, because I'd rather them go two and three than one and four.
0: Yeah, I apologize, because I actually agreed with her and then ended up getting my numbers backwards and disagreed and said three and two. But I had them beating Tennessee and Ole Miss and losing to Kentucky, Alabama, and who was the other loss? Uh, It was on the road.
1: Vandy. Vandy.
0: See, yeah, no, I didn't. I had them beating Vandy and then beating Tennessee and Ole Miss,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Ashton asked, who is our likely matchup in the first round? Uh, I think it's going to be like the winner of Georgia and South Carolina is the most likely option. I think that's what I saw. Don't quote yeah, me. I think
0: if you win Saturday, you should be a solid – what six seed in the tournament? If you win Saturday, well, now that Vanderbilt beat Kentucky tonight, so, so that changes things a little bit because I think they're now tied with us, and they beat us head to head. So that was a big upset. Doesn't do anything from a tournament standpoint. They're still on the outside looking in on that, but from an SEC standing standpoint,
1: uh, they just picked up a game no one thought they would. Right. Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver of all time, says, if Joe Lenardi is so good, then why do I always beat him in our local bracket tournament? Because you're the GOAT. You're the GOAT, Jerry Rice. Uh, Nick says, I wish I would have had enough foresight to become a bracketologist and actually make money. Yeah, man. That's a good gig if you can get it. Uh, Gabriel talking about Bruce losing it in that interview with Andy. Uh, I got to go find that. I got to go find that. Let's do it after this. Um...
0: Oh, so Vanderbilt Vanderbilt's
1: actually ahead of us. They're 10 and 7. We're 9 and 8. Well, remember after Georgia, we asked the question like would you take 9 and 9 right now? Everybody and said
0: yes. Yep. yep. Well, we're, we're going to get be t- it. we're going to we're going to get 10 and 8. Oh. Cuz okay. we're 9 and 8 right now. We're going to be 10 and 8.
1: Right. I got gotcha. you.
0: I'd love to play Vanderbilt again in the SEC tournament.
1: Uh, they're playing good ball right now. I yeah, feel like they're better I, than when we played. I feel like we're worse.
0: Are, they're a completely different team away from that band box they call a gym. Go look at the records on neutral floors in a way. They're a different basketball team. Yeah. And and so we'll see. You know, It is in Nashville, but it's not in their stadium. It's, it's where the Predators play, right? Bridgestone. So it's a different deal.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Give us, uh, give us a prediction for Tennessee, there before we wrap up. 72 66 Auburn. I like that. I like that. I'll, uh, I'll go, I'm going to go lower scoring. I'll go 68 64 Auburn. I'll take it. I would take any dub for sure. Guys, please uh, like the video please subscribe would really help. We're so close to 10,000 subscribers, which would be really, really cool. Thank you all for making that happen. And also thank you to Henry's service company for making it happen. If you are in the Montgomery area and you need anything done, give them a call. They do it. They do it. Um, Whether it's your home, whether it's your family member's home, whether it's your business, doesn't matter if it's residential or commercial, they've got you covered. So uh, Henry's service company can be reached by three three four. 288-2700, Alabama license number 00021. Daryl Dappridge, thank you so much for your time, my friend. And we'll do this again uh, for the last time this regular season on Saturday. All right, this has been the Henry Service Company postgame show. Locked on Auburn returns tomorrow.